Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, indeed. What's up, everybody? The Cover Band Central Wisdom Hour, number 43. I am Steve Wichel in New Orleans. You and me in the fabulous tea coming you live from Taguchi Golf of Honduras, the beautiful <laughs> capital down here. What's happening? Taguchi got up. Taguchi, who do you want? What? <laughs> what? Capital of Honduras, baby. Taguchi Galpa. What the heck are you doing there? Had a little vacation, you know, hanging out. Nice. I hope it's warm and sunny because here in the deep south, here in the deep south in Louisiana on November 13th, 2018, it is cold and rainy. Yeah, back home we got snow in New Jersey coming, uh, first snow of the year, supposedly on Thursday. Really? Three hinges. Nice. Three hinge. I miss snow. I know a lot of people will cringe at that, people that live up north. Say you, you know, only miss it till it's here, brother. Then you love it. Yeah, they'll be like, you can have our snow, but yeah, snow's cool. I like snow. I like it. It's very, especially this time of year. It's very festive. I like all the seasons, you know. Yeah, good. That's because you're that kind of guy. But you just you're you're all about. I'm a man for all seasons, brother. Yes. All right, we are live on the Cover Band Central page in, uh, on Facebook. Which has just surpassed 113,000 people. What? Wow. Yes. 113,000 on 1113. Yeah. Oh, no black cats or who here. I didn't even consider that, but yes. See that? Wisdom Hour number 43. Always learning something. Uh, bu- 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 so how's it going, brother? Real good, man. Real good. Cool. Um, It'll be uh, a month tomorrow since I have my shoulder surgery. So that went by pretty quick already. Yeah, no kidding. A month already. Yep. How about them apples? And then uh, I'm very excited. My youngest son, Cole, tomorrow has a coffee hour at school. And he's playing drums with his band. And they're going to bust out a Weezer tune. And then he's playing piano with a... Acapella female vocalist. Nice. 
Yeah, it should be pretty cool. Very cool. Chunk's in the house. He says, yo, boy, is going to have a full house tonight, hopefully, Chunk, because I went and, and he said it's 22 degrees and three inches of snow there where he's in Michigan. Um, but I went and did a Facebook Live to promote the we- to promote the um, the podcast, which I haven't done in a long, long time. So I went and uh, about an hour ago, I went and, and hit live and did a little video talking to the Facebook page folk and got a lot of people there engaged in, in talking, um, comment, commenting with me. And uh, uh, just really, uh, you know, talking about some stuff that's going on the page, but really was just trying to promote the website and get people or promote the podcast, which is what we're doing now, and try to get people here involved in talking with us so that we can, um, you know, have a little interaction. To share in the wisdom. But uh, Chunk has joined in like the uh, like the trooper he is, as he always does. He enjoys the podcast. So let's see what ha- happens. Let's see if people join in. I, I had a couple of people that said they were going to listen. So let's hopefully they'll say hi. Say hello either on Spreaker or on Facebook. I will keep tabs on the Facebook hey, post. Hey, who was that? I don't know. Oh, here's some. I don't know. Some stranger saying, hey, Steve. Hola, <laughs> Remember, I'm in Honduras. So that's <laughs> you are in Honduras, which is in the, what? Down some... in front. Settle down up there. <laughs> Crazy here. Yes. So, um, so uh, yeah, so you had shoulder surgery uh, a month ago, so you can't play drums, but uh, how do you feel? Oh, I've been playing drums all right. Yeah? Yeah, one-handed. Really? It, I'm righty, and my left arm is the one that incapacitated, so, yeah. Me and Cole were jamming before. We could, I was giving him some ideas for a solo tomorrow. Drum solo, please. Dude, are you going to f- film that? <clears throat> or is Karen, Karen going to film no, it? No, I, I, am, I am leaving work early tomorrow, and I'm going to film it with my high-def HD camcorder. Excellent. Make sure Karen puts it on Facebook so I can see it. I will try my best to. I have some. Uh, I have some brief. I have some one-armed footage for you here. Listen. Let's hear it. There you go. I can't. I can't even believe you did that with one arm. Yeah, well, there's a will, there's a way, brother. That sounded like three arms. Well, I I can't tell you exactly how I did it, but uh, there might have been some indecent behavior going on there as well. <laughs> All right, you can stop right there. I don't want to know. I just hope you're wearing pants, that's all. Yeah, but no, I was... Um, you know, I can't stay away from the drums for five months, so I got to do something, you know. So me and Cole were goofing around, and I said to him, you know, you can you can be creative with uh, one hand. Check it out. Right. It's good stuff to know. It's very good stuff to know. Yeah. Because sometimes you will be put in a situation where you are hampered by something. Yes. And, and you have to uh, you have to. Um, Improvise. You gotta but, do what you gotta do. Yeah. 
That's happened you know, I a just, lot. I, I just can't stay away from music for uh, an extended amount of time, you know? Good for you. That's one of the things I like about you, Tony. One of the many, I'm sure, Steve. Yes, many. Um, but as musicians on Caribbean Central, right, we know, you know, music is life. And without music, there's a void. So even if you can't play to your 100% fullest capacity, at least you're playing something. Right. Right. But sometimes you do need to, to improvise. Like guitar players will know when they break a string, uh huh. sometimes they need to, uh, to work around that broken string and the work around yeah the work around if you're you're mid song or even mid solo which i've seen happen now all of a sudden you're missing a whole f- slew of notes you right. break a string but you, you got to still keep plowing forward and people some guitar players who play with like a floyd rose will screw up their tuning entirely so <laughs> if they break one string so you really need to know how to do things like that that's something that you learn on the job you don't really practice that. Right. There's, a, there's a lot of stuff you learn on the job that you don't practice. Like we played, um, we have this go-to song, and I, I, there's probably a lot of people out there that have similar ones or maybe use this uh, same song. But when we have, because we play here in New Orleans, we play uh, for several hours in a row without a break. So sometimes somebody in the band needs to use the facilities and uh, yes, yes the facilities <clears throat> the facilities and when it's the guitar player that has to go use the facilities our go-to song is grand funk railroads some kind of wonderful because there is no guitar mm-hmm. it is just bass a shuffle beat and vocals and that's it and so anytime guitar player has to pee we play some kind of wonderful and we had, and I hate to guy, throw this guy under the bus, but he's not going to listen. And it's okay because things like this happen to, to us. But we had a sub singer last week on Thursday. And he's somebody I've worked with before. He's a real good singer. And we did, uh, we had this happen. The guitar player had to go pee. And uh, we did some kind of wonderful. And well, asked him, "Do you do you know it?" And he said, "Oh man, it's been like a year since I sang it." Um, cool. Three, four. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'll sing it when there's nobody else. When it's just me and Tracy, I'll sing it. Um, but we do it a whole step down because in in D is is the normal key, and in D it's just a little too high for me. So we do it in C uh, when I have to sing it. But we did it in D with him, and as soon as we started it, it came back to him. He knew it right away. Um, I don't need a whole lot of money. He, like, he got it, and he, he figured out the whole thing. Um, so it was fine. Then probably about 45 minutes or an hour later, somewhere around there, we were going to do uh, Bad Companies uh, Can't Get Enough, which we do a lot. And that's a very common uh, Bourbon Street song, which is in C, a whole step down from D. And we started it, the song, and he was going to sing it. And he's, we can't get enough. You're familiar with the song, right? Uh-huh. And he started singing some kind of wonderful. He started singing some kind of wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I can't get enough. Yeah. And, and I'm like, 
I mean, we start. I don't need a whole lot of money. And we, I, I look at Sean. I'm like, and and like Tracy's on stage. I look at her. This is so it's just me and the guitar players out there too, because guitar in the song. And we're just all kind of looking at each other. And he is just looking forward. He's not even in like completely clueless to the fact that he's singing the wrong lyrics. Some kind enough for your love. <laughs> and <laughs> so, but for the first part of the song, it, it kind of worked, you know, it's because we're just on the one, it's you like know, a mashup. <laughs> but so I, all right. So you get in as a, a musician, you get into sort of like panic mode. But but you're like you need to, to figure out what you're going to do and you don't have a lot of time to think about it. So you're just reacting. So what I did was I played, I kept playing can't get enough. I figured, all right, he's going to, he's going to figure it out. Right. Eventually. But no. Yeah. And, and you go, so in can't get enough, you go to the four before you would in some kind of wonderful. So then it just started not working all of a sudden. And like, but he's still singing some kind of wonderful. And then, Finally, like we got probably through uh, the first verse and then maybe more. And then Tracy just she looked at him and jumped in. And then she she did the smart thing and the professional thing to do at that point, because if we kept going that way, that train was falling off the rails, man. There would have been explosions and Ooh. trees breaking and, and fires and, and oh, yeah, and yep. all sorts of things. So Tracy looked back at, at me and Sean. She goes. And she looked at at the singer, uh, Craig, this guy Craig, and and she looked back at us and she goes, let's start at the top. And we were still playing, you know, so we just went back to the beginning of the, she started singing the beginning of the verse and then he figured out, like, finally, like, oh, I was singing the wrong song. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so. That's good times right there, good times. Good times. And it's funny because you, no matter how many times you've played a song, if something throws it off a little bit, then you're just like, wah, wah, what do you do? I mean, I actually think that we had made it to the chorus of that song of Can't Get Enough, but he was singing some kind of wonderful and it didn't match up. But fun times. And it doesn't, you know, you're not, you're not immune to making mistakes like that no matter how long you've been playing, no matter how much of a professional you are. It happens. You get brain farts. I can remember playing with Eye of the Storm, and we used to play everything to a click when our, our keyboard player had left. So we'd put all the parts down for the keyboard. You know, we would start, we had very regimented, you know, song list with everything to a click. And there would be times where something would, you know, malfunction or something would happen or your headphones come unplugged and you got to plug them back in again. And all of a sudden, the band is on the opposite side of the click. You know what I mean? You're on the upbeat side Ooh. of the downbeat. You know? Oh, that's rough. Yeah. That's so hard that, to recover you know, from, man. Well, then, you know, as my role as a drummer, you know, my job is to get us back on track. So if you're, you know, you're, you're playing one, two, three, and four, and one, and two, you know, you just double up on the kick or double up on the snare and get yourself back on the downbeat, you know? And, and it, you know, it train wrecks for a measure or two and then it recovers. Right. But there's no turning back at that point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've found it very difficult to do that sometimes where it's, the beat is off, like you're on the opposite side of it. And like, right, it's it, oh, it's tough, man, because you have to com completely just rewire your brain in that second to, to go yeah, to turn it like 180. Like, right. Ugh. 
Yeah, that's rough. And but it's a good thing that you know how to do it. If your drummer knows what he's doing, then you can get back on track. But if the drummer isn't lost, then yeah, then you're in trouble. Yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> Nobody's steering the ship at that point. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's good times, man. I'm sure there's many war stories, and I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate and share and fun disasters they've experienced as well <sighs> on stage. Yeah, I mean, there's on been so stage, many. Yeah, no doubt. Like I said, singing wrong songs, singing wrong parts, forgetting words to songs, singing the same verse twice, just blanking on a chorus. Yeah, um, verse twice, yeah. You know, just things you know happened. I can remember you know, plenty of times playing gigs where. Uh, you know, something transpired that was so hysterically funny that all of a sudden, you know, the next verse starts and nobody's singing and you look over and everyone's just in tears. You know, there's no possible way of recovering <laughs> to where anyone could even speak at that moment. You know, I had that happen to the other day, too, uh, where Tracy just made. Well, Tra- <laughs> we do. Um, yeah, I mean, this disconnects with what happened, but this was uh, what is today? Tuesday. This was Sunday night. Uh, we got a request for Proud Mary, which Tracy sings the shit out of it. Um, she kind of has a, like a Tina Turner looking vibe type of thing uh-huh. about her. So, and and that's a big song in New Orleans, Proud Mary. So, uh, either sometimes we'll just do it, or or quite often we got a request for it. Um, and uh, we got a request for it on Sunday, and and it we start the way we start it is very similar to the record. It's just bass. That's it, just bass. So I'm just on the D, like ding, ding, ding. I don't know if that's a D, but ding, ding, and and that's how I started it the other night. And I'm but doesn't it start ba da ba ba da? No, no. The 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 no. The the original Tina Turner Ike Turner version is just like ding, ding, ding. It's you know real slow and ding. So I'm doing that for a little bit, and then Tracy goes, "I don't need a whole <laughs> lot of money." <laughs> and I had the same reaction. I was just crying, laughing, man. And that because I do the Ike part for Proud Mary, you know, like I get that deep voice, you know, that baritone deep voice. So I go in and I, I sing along with her. Uh, and I'm doing it, and uh, but I'm laughing as I'm singing. So, <laughs> which is fun when when people, I because I notice people in the crowd when the people see things like that, they really enjoy it, you know. And and I would too yeah. if I was in the crowd. When you see in a band on stage that are laughing and having fun and just just being complete goofballs, you in the audience you really become a part of that and and uh, feel very connected to it. So I like when things like that happen, and when especially when it's you know uh, authentic, natural. Yeah, and it's not every song. Right, right, right. And it wasn't even the whole song, you know, for, you know, a minute or so. We're, we're all just laughing. And we're still playing the song, still singing the song, but we're just laughing, all of us. So, at that poor guy's expense. <laughs> so, that's going to be... a good chuckle. That's going to be an ongoing joke. And we were doing, last night, I sing uh, uh, LaGrange by ZZ Top. Yeah, which is an A, and I was we were starting it, and it just starts with the guitar and drums. And I was trying to, I'm we thinking talk about wisdom. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, I was trying to think to myself how to do uh, the, the some kind of wonderful lyric in in A, and 
<laughs> and I couldn't, I was thinking about it, and he's going, and I'm, but I, and I couldn't find it in my head. I just couldn't find the words and how it would fit in melodically, so I just, I kind of bailed on it. But, but I think that's going to be an ongoing joke now for us. Just singing some kind of wonderful with everything. Uh, How wonderful. Yes. But what is your go-to P song in your band? We also have, and I, we've talked about this before, I think, but we do, when it's me me and Sean that have to pee, we, uh, we do a, a What's Up by Four Non Blondes. So it'll be just Tracy or whoever's singing and the guitar player. And then we don't have a go-to P song, but I've tried to instill like, all right, if if the guitar has a broken string or some kind of uh, uh, event has occurred that's preventing him from playing, um, I would tell Jimmy to go to play Low Rider. Oh yeah, there you go. Low Rider broke another string. <laughs> That's a good one because no guitar, right? So you can get through that. Is that right? There's no guitar in the whole song or just the beginning? No, I think the whole song. I don't recall any guitar in that entire song. There's something that was do 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 bass and da 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 so, but the, not guitar, right? N- no guitar, dude. Brant, mm. no guitar. Hmm. All right. Um, That's good. You know what? I, I talked about doing that song, of, too. Yeah, plenty of songs you could pick with no keyboard in them, you know? Yeah, we, d- we don't usually have a keyboard player, so. Yeah. That's most of what we do. We play songs that are keyboard songs without keyboards, though. Like, we do Don't Stop Believing, and the guitar player just does the intro, like the keyboard intro on guitar. Sure, you can wing your way through it. Why not? Yeah, we do. I, and there's there's a bunch of songs that we do that would normally have keyboards, and we do it without keyboards. And Dude, there's a great version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Look it up on YouTube uh, by Between the Buried and Me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Check it out. Really, really killer. They 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 pull it off the same way. They 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 you know use guitar for the for the vocals in the beginning. Um, it's a heavier version, you know, of, of Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's, it's killer. Really good. What's the name of the group? Between the Buried and Me. That's the name of the band? Yeah, B-T-B-A-M. They're like a hard screamo meets dream theater type of heavy, progressive, uh, really talented band. Blake Richardson's drummer, slamming. All the guys in the band are super talented, but they do a version of Bohemian Rhapsody that's... It's really unique and it's it's killer. Does it sound like I this? I use QuickBooks self-employed oh, to maximize my tax ad. deductions. I don't want to add. I'm going to talk over the ad because I'm not advertising for years. Just, just like that, Steve. Wait. Have you done your tax yet? There we go. Are there vocals in it at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like this so far. It's very cool. 
I'm going to steal this idea. You know, now's a great time to be doing Queen songs, obviously, because of the movie. If anybody else wants to listen to the rest of that, between yeah, it's cool. it, it gets heavy, there's a bunch of double bass in the middle, it gets into this progressive cookie part, you know, right? With the Scottamoosh, Scottamoosh part, it's it's cool. That's cool. I like it so far. Between the Buried and Me is the name of the group. Are you? I, I just yeah. searched BTBAM on yep. YouTube and it came right up. So check that out. Yeah, Queen is definitely obviously um, very hot now. Again, did you see the movie? I haven't seen it yet. No, I'll wait till it comes out on Netflix or something. I think I'm going to go see it in the theater. Um, have you been to the movies lately? To the movies? Like any uh, movie theater? Um, no, dude. I haven't been to the movies in forever. Dude, I went um, a couple weeks ago to the movies, and it has changed dramatically the way, and I, a lot of theaters in this country are doing this, I think, but the one, the multiplex by me, it's like a 16-theater place. The seats are like Archie Bunker Lazy Boy recliners, and oh yeah, yeah, and they they're cushioned. You can sit back. You can put your feet up. It has got the cup holder on each side, um, and and it's the theater seating. So um, um, so you can't even see in front of you if there's somebody sitting there. Like you, that's how separate it is, and that's how angled it is, and it is fantastic. I um. Uh, you know, I went to see this movie. It was the middle of the afternoon. It was like 3.30. And there was hardly anybody in the theater, maybe 10 other people. I There was nobody in my row. I sat back. I took my shoes off. I got my big popcorn. <laughs> so, <laughs> chilling. So just completely chilling. And they have bars now at movie theaters. And I didn't wow. know this until I was walking out. And not only do they have bars, but you can actually order from your seat. Dude, major fail on your behalf that you did not investigate I, that. Well, now I know. And and so you can order food and drinks from your seat in a movie theater. Like, I remember going to the movies as a kid. You're scrunched in these, like, uncomfortable seats, and you you hope you yeah. don't have somebody tall sitting in front it's of you. Also, it was also $2. It's probably like 18 bucks now. No. I went 330 It was $9 and change. Okay. Yeah. Would completely worth that experience. It's like you're uh, like a home theater. You're in this mega comfortable seat chair. Oh, it's fantastic! Whoever came up with that idea is a genius. But the Bohemian Rhapsody movie looks good. It Definitely. does look good. So I want to see it on the big screen because everybody's uh, 
been given a very good reviews, and they talk about specifically yeah. the US Festival uh, recreation, which I remember very vividly. The, the whole S Festival thing. That was just a big, big event, man. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, Van Halen, highest paid band 83. in history. Yeah, it was 1983. It was, yeah, Van Halen got a million bucks. Uh, and that was, at that time, that was Half the highest. hour set or something, yeah. Yeah, that was the highest paid in in, uh, in the business. Imagine that, man. A million dollars was the highest. But it was 1983, which is, what, 25 years ago, right? Tw- yeah. 35 years ago? Let me do math. 35 35 years ago so that's a long time but um but i i don't specifically remember queen so much so uh um i'm interested to to watch the original of that i'm sure it's somewhere on youtube and then um and then go see the movie and see how they recreated it but i you know i'm such a huge fan of their music as as so many people are they had so many great songs so i really want to check out that movie um so i think i'm going to make that a point to do that uh this week, maybe next week. Cool. Yeah, and I'll give my review of that. Um, did we talk? Uh, I know we wanted to, but did we talk about you going to see Phil Collins on on the show, or did we just talk about it um, um, on the phone? I think we might have talked about it. I don't know if it was during the technical difficulty hour, but um, <laughs> well, because we haven't done a show in two weeks. So when was it? Prior to two weeks. Yeah, it was. It was before surgery, so it was. Oh, okay, um, okay. We, so we did talk yeah, about it. Yeah, five five weeks ago. Yeah, so we did talk about it probably. No, yeah, yeah but Phil Collins was great, dude. He was, you know, he played all the hits, and his seventeen year old son was playing drums, and he was phenomenal. <clears throat> he was really good. And awesome. Phil sounded great. You know, he had seventeen piece band, um, Richie Garcia on percussion, bunch of seasoned veterans, backup singers. It was, you know, it was really authentic recreation of, of all of his hits so it was, yeah it was good real good awesome and most of the people in that band are playing bill collins covers by the way yeah they they all are um i think the only genesis guy was um i think the keyboard player was the only original guy because uh, i think phil said he'd been playing music with him for over 35 years so yeah probably but I mean, Phil Collins was touring solo too back then. Yeah, it's true. Um, but cool, yeah. But yeah, but most of the time, son, man, seventeen, and he's on world tour. You know, yeah. Um, playing with these seasoned musicians, and like I said, he was he was really good, man. He had all the the parts down. I mean, he was playing real authentic uh, recreation of the drum parts, and they did a nice like uh, percussion drum solo kind of musical duet. It was, it was really good. Yeah, you have to at that level. You have to be good. You have to be always good, consistent, good, all the time. I think we talked about that. Were we? Uh, did you see Hired Gun yet on Netflix? I did not. I would like. Yeah, yeah. You should watch that, man. It's we talked about it though. We did talk about it, but you should uh, make a point to watch that now since you're uh, disabled. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disabled. I'm just uh, slightly hindered. <laughs> um, put that on your to-do list next to sign up for the. Um, on the Cover Band Central website, put those two things on your to-do list. Watch in which order? Um, sign up for the website <laughs> first, and then go see Hired Gun. And then watch Hired Gun on uh, Netflix. The website, by the way, everybody, is CoverBandCentral.com. If you have not signed up yet, it is free. You can go in there and create a profile for yourself as a musician, or and or 
sign up your band. You can do both. If you're in the industry, you can also create a profile too. Like a photographer, sound man, manager, promoter, club owner, roadie, groupie, whatever. I wonder if we have a groupie option there. I don't think we do. Chunk, get on that. <laughs> groupie option. But I got a good story, man. That This just happened the other night. And I was not witness to it, but I was told about it, and then I read about it. Um, there's a, a famous singer. Her name is Christina Aguilera. Are you familiar with her? No, I never heard of her. Okay. She's had a number of hits. She's been around for a long time. She was a Disney Channel alumni, alumnus. No, Mickey Mouse Club. Sorry, not Disney Channel. Maybe Mickey Mouse Club was on Disney Channel, though. Could be. Anyway, she's a, she's a very very big star. She is in town. She was in town the other night to play at the Sanger Theater on Canal Street in New Orleans, play a concert, and I was completely unaware of this. The night before that, she went out on the town with a couple of her dancers. Out and about. Out and about. And that happens periodically in New Orleans where you get people who are big stars just walking around. And, you know, we had the Steven Tyler thing happen to us, uh, you know, six months ago or so, where Steven Tyler's just standing outside watching us and singing along and cheering us on and everything. Uh, but Christina Aguilera walked into a club, and I don't know what club it was. It was not identified in the article. But it, I believe it was on Frenchman Street, which is um, the other kind of big hotspot for bands in New Orleans in the French Quarter. And Frenchman Street is more typically... Blues and jazz bands, more traditional New Orleans bands than Bourbon Street, which Bourbon Street lends itself more to popular music, dance and rock mostly. Uh, but Christina and her entourage of dancers, how many, I think she said two or three of them were with her, walked into a club, walked up to the on stage, and somebody filmed this, there's a video of it, and she politely talked to somebody in the band and asked if she could come up and sing a song. I don't remember exactly how she worded it, but but she was very polite, um, and she was but she was trying to get up on stage in this little New Orleans club, and the it's guy like man, no requests. Yeah, well, th what happened was the guy did not allow her to come on stage, and he either didn't know who she was or I I don't know. There was no explanation really for why this guy did it, and maybe since the story this story only happened two nights ago, so. I think it was Saturday night that she did that, and then the story was out on Sunday. Um, so maybe since then, the guy has come out and explained what happened, but he didn't. They didn't let her on stage, and uh, that is crazy. And she just her response was, um, "Okay, well, I'll just save everything for tomorrow night," which was the next night when she was playing her show. Um. But she, and she was probably a little bit offended, I would imagine so, because she thinks like I'm a mega star, I can get up on any stage. Brant, yeah, not tonight. And they, yeah, I should have had that sound effect ready, huh? <laughs> Brant, yeah, the wah, 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 wah. Here, check this out. Hang on. That one.
little Phil Collins for you. Oh, no. Is that him playing drums? No, it's his son. He, he's, oh, it's his son, Wayne. Okay. Yeah, he sits in a chair and just sings because I guess he's, you know, he's been on the road for a long time and he's getting up there in age and he just, he can't, he can't play drums anymore. Right, right. I get it. Yeah. You know, major bummer. I mean, he sounded great. His voice, you know, classic Phil sounded exactly like he always did, but he just, he can't physically play drums anymore at that level. Right. Chuck, as always, he says he's on it. 785 members on site to date. I think the number is higher than that, John. <laughs> he's on it, John. He's gonna put the it. he's gonna put the groupie option in there. Um, I see Dang. I see 827, but he's for some reason he's seeing a different number. But no. Uh, but yeah, that's poor Christina, and that that's fun. And tell you, man, <clears throat> you gotta be ready at all times. If if I was there, like if I was playing Saturday night. And freaking Christina Aguilera walked into the room and asked to come up on stage. I would lose my shit, man, because she is one of my favorite female singers, and she is I, she's amazing, man. And it, uh, I wouldn't know what to play, but I I would think that we could just play probably. I was going through this in my head as soon as I heard about this. I was like, what song would I play if she came in? What song would I suggest if she you didn't play come your up? Play Shine Down song. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Or Round and Round by Rat. We just did Round and Round last night. Um, we've been playing that song. Uh, but I would think something like more like Motown, like uh, Respect, Chain of Fools, sure. you yeah. know, something mm-hmm. like that. The, something that she would definitely know that other people would know, that the band would know, and that would be my go-to. Like if, and I would, I was and even picturing... Bluesy, soulful voice, you know? Yeah, great. and she's got to know those songs. I mean, of yeah. course she does. And I was thinking even, because we've done, I've played those two songs in a row, Respect and Chain. <laughs> we could play some kind of wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, we could. <laughs> um, but we could even play those two songs in a row, because you play them both in C, and you just keep them rolling. Um, so I wonder if she bailed out of the club, or if she just hung out and was a, like, all right, whatever. I think she just bailed. Because you know, other people knew who she was. Right. Like you know, it's interesting, you know. Somebody filmed it on their phone and posted that that whole interaction and I mean it, it's hard to see in in the video like what what the guy was saying to her. You know, you can kind of hear her talking, but it's hard to hear what he was saying, but he was just like, "No." Um, but man, I would be I'd be like, "Get up here, girl, and you're staying here." Like that would be epic, man. But you know, it just goes to show, especially in this city, you never know what, what can happen. And you always got to be kind of ready. You know, be your best, look your best, feel your best, act your best, play your best. You never know what can happen. You could be a big star and get shunned off the stage. Right. Well, yeah. Oh, because they're they're the star or because what? No, I said you never know what could happen. Like, you know, you're thinking like a star could walk in, you could have him up and play, or you could be a big star and not be allowed to play. Right, right. What do you I, think you are? Beat it. Yes. You mega star, you. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you never, you just never know. Well, that's always like, you know, it's, it's, it's always the conundrum where you say, you know, like, is it rude to walk up to a band that you don't know and be like, hey, I'm a really good guitar player, man. Let me sit in and play a tune with you guys. Is it rude? I don't think it's rude. I think it's in how they present themselves. Because we have it happen all the time. So 
if if somebody came up and said exactly what you just said, I'd be like, because mm. most people who are really good guitar players aren't going to say, hey, I'm Correct. a really good guitar player. Yeah, no. They're just going to be like, hey, man, you know, do you mind if I get up and jam with you? You know, I, I can play. That's what I would say. I would be humble about it. Just like, yeah, I can play. You know, I. That's all. <laughs> that's all I got to say. And then let the music do the talking when I play. I was used to good for people to say, oh, man, he, he's a really good, you know, bass player. He's a really good drummer. And then you get up and you play something like God Awful just for like a couple of measures to throw people off. <laughs> I would just go up and play some kind of wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no matter uh, what song it was. I just play some kind of, I'll play. It's shuffle beat, guys. Come on. <laughs> but you just get up and you're like, yeah, dude, I'm really good, man. Check it out. You're like, and you play it like all sloppy and like nothing lined up and it's like oh god dude what are we getting to here yeah it's hard to do that if you don't if you if you're a pro it's hard to play like shit if you're a pro that's funny it, to say you'd be surprised though dude you could if you're goofing on it you can definitely embellish it to make it seem like you're not that good i guess i i've done things like that before just, like just right off the bat you know because i remember one time I, I was teaching at a school right i mean i mean teaching i was doing a job at a school and they had a music it was uh an academy right and they had this big you know we we're building studios and it was really you know high-end nice and so when it was all done we were back there and like the guy was there and and the the, the guy was um who runs the program you know he plays all the every instrument right he plays drums guitar bass because he teaches the music program you know so we're talking to him and i'm like hey man what's going on and, you know it's cool it has a studio working out for you and the guy's like oh man it's great like it's awesome he's like thanks so much and you know I'm there, you know, my friend Billy's a painter, and he's like, oh, dude, he's like, you got to let this guy play drums, man. He's like a really good drummer. You got to like, can, can, he, can he play? You know, can he, can he get on the set for minutes? The guy's like, oh, yeah, man, sure. Like, hop right on, man. So the same thing, I sat down, and I just started playing like god-awful, no dynamics, like really loud, like just like, <laughs> see the guy was looking at him, like, oh, my God, dude, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> That's funny. And then I morphed it from like really like crazy, like shittiness into like a real nice laid back dynamic like uh jazz there you go you know, be bebop thing that was like real tasty and and, and subdued and right away the guy was like laughing he's like you know he's goofing on the other because my buddy was looking looking at me like what are you doing dude i just i just told this guy you're gonna play for him and you're fucking hacking it up <laughs> that's funny you know, like the more of the contrast the better like the the lousier you play to start off with and then then they completely <laughs> completely morph it into like you're a pro player Right. That has that impact. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> the guy's face was priceless. I wish I had a camera because he was looking like he just didn't know what to say. Like, uh, okay, I guess uh, this guy doesn't know what good is. <laughs> good um, times. You got to have good. fun, man. You got to goof on people and just yeah. have a good time, you know? <clears throat> I've gotten up on stage with bands where I didn't know anybody, and um, but I never thought to do that because I would just be too... If I if I didn't know anybody at all in the band, I would I would just be too scared to do that. So much better to do it with nobody. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, oh god, get on the scene, dude. I've never considered actually doing that because I always want to have a good showing. But but that's funny. That's funny as hell. 
Oh God, dude! I can remember we, we auditioned. I, we've told this story many times. You know, we we auditioned guys, bass players, whatever for the band. You know, and guys would just come and be like completely over the top, playing like solos on top of where the group should be. You know, and just like that's great, out of their minds. You know, that's one of my favorite things to do. I haven't done it in a long time. Where I'm in a band and we book a room for like four hours and we're just holding auditions all day. And that right. is that's so much fun to do because you're in such a place of comfort where you're making the decision. And if you're like typically if you do something like that, you know, you give the the people who are auditioning, you give them a certain select few songs to pick from. So right, so sure. by so by the end of the day you've played, you know, these same songs like six or seven or eight times. So you're, you know, the band's rock solid on it. So somebody's got to come in and step in and be rock solid. And it's, you know, right away, man. Like auditions, I mean, ones you've conducted or ones you've been to, how many songs do you typically have the person play? I, like, I I think two songs is enough. I think one song is really enough, but... Dude, there's a great YouTube video. It's Dom Famularo interviewing Vinny Caliuta, and he talks about when he auditioned for Frank Zappa. And he said he's waiting online, and guys are getting up and playing, and he's counting up the tunes, and they're playing for like 15 seconds. <laughs> he's like, "Thanks for coming, guys. Next." Oh boy, man! Like, and he said, Vinny's just sitting there. And he watches him go through like a dozen guys, and none of them last more than like 20 seconds. You know? That's funny, but that's the truth. You can know. If yeah. You you know if somebody is not going to cut it within fifteen seconds. Right. Absolutely. And then, and then you know, Vinny tells us you, you got to watch it. It's really good. You know, Vinny said, then Vinny gets up there and Frank's like, "Okay, play this." And then he's like, after like twenty seconds, he's like, "All right, cop something to this. Play this. Puts up the black page. You know, play. Can you cite read? Yeah, I can cite read. All right, read this. You know, play that." And he's like, "Excellent, brother. Go stand over there, and I'll get back to you in a little bit." And he goes down and he stands next to uh, the bass player. I forget the guy's name. Something, Willie Green, maybe, or somebody. Mm -hmm. And he's like, how long have you been standing here? He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I did the same thing you just did. And he's like, told me to stand over here. So I, I guess we, you know, we're going to make it to the next round. And then he said they stood there for like an hour. And he just blew through a whole bunch of other guys. Same thing, 15, 20 seconds. Next, 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 next. And he's like, all right, you guys are in the band. Come on, go to dinner. Wow. There you go. Yeah. But he said he put him through the paces, you know. Made him play in like, you know, seven, eight, playing, you know, uh, 15, 16, play in uh, this time signature, follow this groove, play me this type of thing, play on the other side of the beat, play on, you know, play this thing. We have this other experimental song, make something, make something up right now. Follow me. I'm going to recite something to you. I'm going to play a, a riff and I need you to re repeat it to me. You know, like, it, like he said, it was really like super intense, but he was really like ultra prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, he had been, you know, it's, it's Vinny, dude. So he's, you know top of the top right and you know he but he said that's how the additions went he said like when he was waiting in line he was just like wow man i can't believe like these <laughs> 15 seconds and it's just like thanks for coming next wow that's great but like you said he knew you know you know right off the bat if the guy's gonna you know if he's gonna make it or not yeah i mean you know you just if you're auditioning people you you know right away if somebody is not good and there's some people that you'd be like hmm, okay maybe you know, so you give them a little time. Chunk says they give them, uh, we give them two to learn and have them suggest one for us to learn, which is which is generous, because if it's my band, I'm not necessarily, I'm not going to be like, hey, 
what do you want us to learn? But I might. Right. But he said, but maybe, maybe you say, here's like what we've done too is say, here's a set list of a hundred tunes. Right. You know, like play this one, and then you pick one that you know that you like. You, you're really comfortable playing. Right. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. He said uh, last auditions he did uh, for the singer, they re- we recorded them. We still occasionally play play them back and laugh like hell at, at a couple of them, which is a good idea for you kids out there if you're auditioning people. Record it, record the session, so oh, you yeah. can listen back to people. If it's questionable, you can have a meeting with your band and listen back and and really dissect it. Um, he said he had a one-legged crack addict that smoked a rock in the parking lot before her audition. I don't know how he knew that. Rock solid. But did she come in and actually say... Yeah, it's a little suspect, John. And she was one-legged, so did she come in on a crutch and just say, hey, I just got baked with some... <laughs> just cooked up a rock. I, I just smoked some cocaine in, in the parking lot. I'm ready to sing. <laughs> yeah. I did a... Um, this is a long time ago, and I'm throwing myself under the bus here, but we I was playing, it was in Jersey, and I was playing um, with this guy, Chris Durante, a uh, guitar player, fantastic guitar player, lives in New York State now, I haven't talked to him in a long time, um, and a couple other guys, I don't remember, I remember the, the drummer, I don't remember anybody else's name, but we got this opportunity to audition in New York City, in Manhattan, for an upcoming Janis Joplin Broadway play or, or it was going to be Broadway or off Broadway and we got so we got this opportunity so um, we rehearsed not a lot we rehearsed like once or twice and you, you know we had to learn the signature Janis Joplin songs um, Peace of My Heart Me and Bobby McGee um, uh, Come On Over and uh, there's one other one that was a signature song um so we learned them, you know, we rehearsed them and learned them. But the thing was, we needed to pre- be prepared. This is a Broadway play, you know, hiring professionals. We needed to be prepared to read sheet music. And I don't read sheet music. I can read charts. I'll write, write charts and I can read simple charts. But as far as not- notated sheet music, uh-uh. You know, I could do it very slowly. But if I had to just do it like reading, like, like no, I can't read. Um, and... Pretty much everybody in the band was in the same boat as me, except for the drummer, who who played at the time in, in a a Doors tribute band called the Soft Parade. Um, oh yeah, sure. And so so we were kind of relying on him to steer us because he could read. Because he could he he was the one that really kind of took the reins at rehearsal and said, "All right, you know I you know I can read." But he was he was good, but he wasn't like Broadway capable good. Of sure. reading uh, but he it was good enough for us to go in so we go in it was like afternoon in Manhattan a weekday and it, it's like the small rehearsals kind of studio and just this one guy sitting in a chair staring at us old guy you know glasses bifocals on and you know just sitting there with his legs crossed and, and holding lots of sheets of paper and so we go in and he asks us to play one of the song, one of the popular songs I, I, it was probably Peace of My Heart so we go in and we play Peace of My Heart and we didn't get through the whole song. He stops us. Okay. Um, all right. Now play it in this key and take out these two bars in this section and, you know, uh, you know, the middle eight, play it at halftime or, you know, whatever. He was just thro- throwing all this stuff at us. And we, we all had the, 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 the 
original sheet music in front of us. But, you know, so we're like, uh, uh, sure, okay, yeah. And so we started again and just train wrecked. You know, and we're all looking at the drummer trying to direct us, and he didn't know what to do. And we just, just complete explosion train wreck. And I think he asked us to to do one more thing, and we, again, just exploded, and he just like, all right, well, thanks. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. And ne- yeah, I never heard anything back, obviously. And but but I don't think that play ever even transpired anyway. So um, so. But that's the level sometimes, man. Like I used to teach uh, when I was teaching drums. Uh, Richie's. I used to have this student, this guy Mike Schmidt. He was a fantastic drummer, great sight reader. You know, could read up and down. Um, and he was auditioning for uh, Concord Blue Devils drum corps. Flies out to California, goes on the audition, and now there's. There's 10,000 guys auditioning. They're keeping 50. Wow. So first day, and he plays Quince, you know? So he said first day he goes there, there's like 10 guys lined up, and uh, there's a guy in the front of the room. And he says, okay, so here's the part I need you guys to play. And he shows it to them once, right? And it's like, you know, all kinds of stick flips and back sticks and, and, you know, and it's like, you know, 30 seconds long. He plays it once and he's like, one, two, three, four, and just goes right back into it again. And he says, out of those 10 guys, like one guy does it perfect. And he's like, you know, number three, you can stay. Everyone else, thanks for your time. Yeah. There you go. And then that guy moves on, you know, and that's how the auditions go. It's like, it's one. And he said, the level that some of these guys are able to play, read, memorize. Um, like I said, the guy would show it to the group, you know, and then it got more intense. There'd be like 25 guys. And then he would show, you know, you put up a piece of sight, you know, music. And as you're playing it, a guy would just walk around with an index cord. And if he holds up an index cord in front of you, it means stop playing and leave. Wow. And just they like just that. go through, you know, and because it's the best of the best, you know? Yeah. And he came back, and I'm like, dude, how'd you do? And he's like, I didn't even make it past, like, the first round. And I was like, why you got to be kidding me, man? Like, for real? He's like, dude, you have no idea. He's like, the, the, the level of talent that was out there was just unbelievable. Yeah, if you make like one... Like I said, it's professional, you know? Yeah, if you make one mistake, you're out. You can't make mistakes. Right. You have to play perfect. Right, um, and there's guys that just don't. They have the confidence. They have the, the you know, they, they're very well rehearsed, and they just ha- have the, the ability to do it. Yeah, and that's what you got to do because you have to play as if you're gig ready, as if you're show ready. You have to yeah. you have to instill that confidence in whoever's trying to hire you that you're going to get out on stage and play it right. So you got to play it right now. Right? Right now. Right. First right. time, right every right. time. You know, it's interesting. I, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about how people refer to music. Like music, music isn't a competition, man, you know, and referring to you know, the various reality shows have been on. Because I was proposing, I got some changes coming up with, with the Facebook page where I'm actually going to be able to uh, have a subscription service where people will pay for a monthly, uh, for the monthly services. It's, it's going to be mm-hmm. very affordable. I have not launched it yet. But one of the things I was, that one of the ideas that somebody gave me that I was asking for uh, was uh, to do like a battle of the bands type of thing with YouTube youtube right. videos of for for cover bands and i think that's great i i like to get that uh, you know that kind of thing happening where there's a lot more interaction a lot more activity and the the big part of it for me that's great is that 
discovering new talent. I, I love, that's one of the things I love the most about doing this is just hearing a great new band, hearing a great new singer, um, just, you know, and it never stops. There's always people out there that are great that I haven't heard. Um, so that's a part of that it, for me doing that. That's a big uh, a plus for me to do that. You know, plus it gets a lot of people involved. But, but some of the people, when I suggested that, some people were like, music's not a competition, man. And I get it, but it like with the audition examples that you and I were just talking about, it kind of is a competition. You know, if you got well, in that respect, yeah, I think it's not so much a, a, a competition as much as it is like a, a pecking order, or you're, or you're you're vetting out and culling, you know, the best of the best. Like you just want the cream of the crop. You know, you want to not necessarily like, like a contest, but it's more like. Who's the best fit for the band personality wise and playing wise, you know, because we've made the mistake, too, of taking, hey, this guy's a great look. He knows the tunes. Uh, he nailed the audition. And then, you know, a couple months in, it's like this guy's not working out. Right. Um, but it's really the same mechanics anyway. You know, you, you get as good as you can at your craft, everything about your craft that is important. And sure. if you are better than you know, the person that you're sitting next to, then you're going to get the gig or win the contest or whatever it is. But it's, a, it's, it's still a competition. You're still competing against other people for yeah, a particular uh, end. Exactly. You're vying for a position, but it may not necessarily be based solely upon who's the most talented, right? Like well, that course, guy might, have a more, might be a more rocking looking guy. Like it's a, you know, a more of a rock band situation. So the guy has a little bit longer hair. He's got a good stage look to him. The right. second guy might have been a far better musician, but he doesn't have a look. He's a little overweight. He's older, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't fit. Sure. Yeah, there's a he, lot of factors. You know, right. A lot so, of factors come into play. You know, in, in any circumstance like the, like that, where you're trying to get a job like sure. that in the enter, entertainment industry, um, yeah, a lot of, lot of factors come into play. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny you say that, too, because I just read an article today where they said, you know, you could have a guy who is... Um, super smart, super well-versed about whatever topic you're talking about and have a bunch of people in the room that know nothing about the topic and he's presenting it and he's dressed in, you know, jeans and a flannel and he's kind of frumpy and he's not clean shaven. And then you have the next guy come in who doesn't know half as much as that first guy knew, but is in a suit, dressed very well, very well manicured, sharp looking, you know, and, and good communication skills. And he will be more believed than the, the, the expert, you know, or he will be more, they'll be more likely to trust in that guy's guidance rather than the other guys strictly based on the appearance and how it's presented. Yeah, absolutely. I wrote a whole article. I, let's see if I can bring this up and enumerate, enumerate it real quick uh, about auditions, about um, some, some important. Yeah. And we, we had talked about this too, like what to do at an audition, you know, like when you go there, be prepared and look the part, and, you know, be personable and have no ego and be confident, but not cocky. Yeah. I, I'm going to, those are some of the things I'm going to see if I can find it quickly because we're nearing the end of this here. Don't lose your appendages sure. in the parking lot. Smoke crack before the audition. Yeah. I, Chunk said that Chunk said they saw her doing it through the window he said it was obvious <laughs> so they would so she was just out in plain sight john casing out the audition sparking up some crack cocaine in the parking lot 
before she had to get right. Get right. <laughs> before her her audition. So you know if she does that before the audition, she's gonna do it at the gig. And probably other times too. Yes. So that's one you're gonna want to pass on usually. You haven't even begun to see what I can do. <sighs> I can't even find this article. Do I not have it on the website? That would be tragic if I don't if I don't have it on the website already, then I have to put it on the website. Uh, Prophecy. It's a lot of work managing all this cover band central stuff. I you gotta get on, man. Chunk, what are you doing out there, man? No, skiing or he work? That's not Chunk's fault. And he left. He had he said he had to go, so Oh, all right, here it is. Let me just... I'm going to run just run down this list of the bullet points without us talking. Burn it down, baby. Close out the wisdom arrow with the tips. Yeah, but the article is how to audition for a gig. Eight, eight important things you must do. You can find this article on CoverBandCentral.com under the Articles tab, and it's on the first page. Um, so I'm going to... We can't riff on these, but number one is arrive early. Number two, show up gig ready like we just talked about. Make sure you're ready to play the jo- play the show the way the band wants you to. Shake hands and smile at everyone. You want to be friendly. You want to be affable. <laughs> hey, now. Number four is listen. Make sure you're listening to everybody, that, everything that they're saying. Be a sponge. Absorb everything that they want you to do, that they're expecting you, you to do, and uh, speak number five. Speak only in positives. Say I can contribute to gang vocals instead of I don't sing. Say I love that song instead of that band is overrated. Say I'm a quick learner instead of I don't have a lot of time to practice. Be positive. Number six. Ask questions. Make sure you learn. Re- realize that you're actually auditioning them too while they're auditioning you. Number seven. Compliment. Be nice to them and say, hey, man, that was a great solo that you just played. Um, you know, hey, man, you, your kick drum sounds like phenomenal. You know, just compliment the people that you're auditioning for. And thank them is number eight. Make sure you thank people for giving them your time or giving you their time. That's hey, a- man, that great solo you played. If, if you don't worry about dynamics or chops, that was fantastic. <laughs> or, or keys or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Or, or lyrics, you know. Dude, you're really good for a beginner. That'd be funny to go. You want to be like really bold. Go to an audition as a singer, and no matter what song they tell you to sing, just start singing some kind of wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to handle. (laughs) Hard to handle is another good one to do. I don't need a whole lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) That is freaking hilarious and that is where we're going to end this show <laughs> there you go the cbc wisdom hour um coverbandcentral.com please go sign up create your free profile for yourself or your band or the if you're in the industry or now if you're a groupie because chunk and added that facebook page is facebook.com slash coverbandcentral the groups facebook.com slash groups slash coverbandcentral and there's so much more to come man we're just getting started Always a pleasure, Mr. Tony. Everybody out there, play, man, play. Play like it's your last gig. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.